Hi, welcome to my podcast, Go For Two with Cargo. I'm your host, Cargo, and I'm joined by my co-host sometimes, Tyson, who is my two-year-old puppy. If this isn't your first time, hey, welcome back. And if you're new, hey, my name's Carlos, but everybody calls me Cargo, or Los. This is my podcast on where I keep you up to date on all 32 teams in the NFL, in season, and of course, during the offseason. During the NFL season, I got you covered on games, making predictions with some in-depth analysis, some fantasy football advice, and help break down some of the biggest headlines during the season. Now, during the offseason is where I like to go off. Get it? This is how my passion of football started. Since I was young, one of my favorite events was watching the NFL draft. Believe it or not, I used to write down every pick from player to team to even what school he went to. I grew up watching Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay talk about football prospects all day long. From trying to predict how teams will draft where a team will take the best available player or draft based on need. Now I've decided to share with you that same insight of my very own into my mock drafts. Now I'm not an expert, but it's always fun. I also like to cover free agent signing periods, and I also like to do a little quarterback shuffle where I create pairings for players to new places. I also, at the end of the offseason, will do an in-depth 32-team roster breakdown where I like to predict how their season will go and to see if they possibly did enough to make the playoffs and even possibly win a Super Bowl. Now, let's get started. Alrighty, guys. So with the NFL season starting in about less than 30 days, you know, I've decided to do a basically a team report where I'm going to be breaking down um, everything that happened last year, this offseason, and what I think this team will do um, in the future and how I think they're going to finish out in the um, the divisional and stuff like that. So uh, a lot of stuff to get into. Uh, make sure you tune in for this one. All right, so today's team is going to be the Dallas Cowboys. Last year, they ended up 12-5, first in the NFC East. Um, they did lose in that wild card game uh, to the San Francisco 49ers. Um, and before I get into that game, I'm going to kind of go over some stats last year just to kind of give you some depth of how 2021 um, was for them. So Dak Prescott, you know, he had over 4,459 yards passing through the air. 37 touchdowns, uh, 10 interceptions. I believe he was second in touchdowns behind Tom Brady, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he also had 146 yards rushing and one rushing touchdown. Now, um, Ezekiel Elliott had 1,002 yards. So, yes, you can technically say he had 1,000 yards rushing last year. Um, 10 touchdowns. 287 yards receiving and two receiving touchdowns for uh, Zeke. Tony Pollard had 719 yards rushing, two rushing touchdowns, 337 yards receiving, and he also had one kickoff return for a touchdown. Now looking at the receivers, um, C.D. Lamb um, led the Cowboys receiving in 110 yards. Uh, 1,100 yards and six touchdowns. Amari Cooper was second with 865 yards and eight touchdowns. Dalton Schultz, the tight end, 
808 yards, eight touchdowns as well. Cedric Wilson, 602 yards, six touchdowns. And then Michael Gallup, in nine games, of course, only um, had 445 yards and two receiving touchdowns. Now, on some individual defensive stats, Trayvon Diggs led the league last year in interceptions with 11. You know, both Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis also had three each. Michael Parsons, the Defensive Rookie of the Year last year, um, had 13 sacks. Randy Gregory, who's no longer with the team, obviously had six sacks. Dorrance Armstrong, five sacks. Now, as far as a team offense, um, the Dallas Cowboys were first in points per game and yards per game, averaging just over 31 yards per game, uh, 30, uh, 31 points per game, um, just over 400 yards per game. They had the third most in passing in 282 yards, 40 passing touchdowns, which was third most, 11 interceptions, which was actually ninth best in the NFL, 33 sacks, uh, tied for the 20 most sacks. Um, they averaged about 124 rushing yards per game, which was ninth most, 15 rushing touchdowns, 17th best. Um, they did have 120... 127 penalties, most in the NFL. Um, basically, they had seven penalties per game, two more than any team had. Uh, not a good, not a good stat there. Um, as far as defense, they um, allowed 21.1 points per game, which was seventh best in the NFL. They allowed 351 yards passing per game, which was 14th most in the NFL. This defense allowed 238 yards passing per game, which was 13th most in the NFL. 24 passing touchdowns tied for ninth best. 26 interceptions, which was most in the NFL. 112.8 yards rushing per game, 16th best. They allowed 13 rushing touchdowns tied for seventh best. 41 sacks, 13th best in the NFL. And on defense, they were the second most penalized team. Now, some losses for the Dallas Cow- Cowboys. You know, Amari Cooper traded to the Browns. Cedric Wilson, tight end Blake Jarwin, left guard Connor Williams, right tackle Lydell Collins, Randy Gregory, uh, some additions. Um, they actually brought back Michael Gallup. They re-signed him. Dalton Schultz also got a franchise tag. J. Ron Curse re-signed. They brought in James Washington. Dante Fowler Jr., just recently uh, linebacker Anthony Barr and kicker Brent Maher, who um, used to be the Dallas Cowboys kicker a couple years ago, is now back with the team. So it's very funny how the Cowboys season ended last year. I thought it was very poetic, you know, with the drive, you know, coming down the 14 seconds, you know, you really can't blame the officials for that. Um, I think it's just um, this is a team that was number one in penalties. Um, I think it's just uh, poor coaching late in games. I mean, um, one of the things I always think about, too, was last year when they were down against the uh, Washington football team. They ran a fake punt inside their own 40 on that Thanksgiving game um, and lost um, horribly. Um You know, and I think, you know, last year we should have beat the 49ers. Absolutely. And I think if, 
you know, Mike McCarthy doesn't do well this year. Um, you know, I think Sean Payton could be coaching the Cowboys next year. So, um, once again, the Cowboys have found multiple ways to beat themselves. Um, last year, we had one of the top offenses in the league. Now, it's obviously hard to repeat that. And I think there's going to be a big drop-off here. You know, starting with the offensive line, you know, you lost Connor Williams and Lydell Collins. Um, you know, Tyrod Smith has been playing at a high level for a very long time, but as of recently has just been struggling to stay healthy. You know, at left guard, there's going to be a competition between Connor McGovern and their first-round pick in Tyler Smith. Um, I do think um, Tyler Smith will be an upgrade, and I think he needs to be in the lineup right now. Um, I don't see what's the point of, you know, having our first-round draft pick, you know, wait on the bench here. Uh, center, Tyler by, by us, you know, returns. He's been a solid starter. You know, right guard, Zach Martin, returns from injury. Um, when healthy, he's one of the best offensive linemen in the NFL. Now at right tackle, Terrence Steele takes over. Not sure what we're going to get out of him. He's been primarily mostly a swing tackle most of his career. You know, and I'm I'm just, you know, I know he's struggled in camp, and I know if you're going against Micah Parsons, you're going to struggle. I don't care who you are. Um, you know, I do worry about the lack of depth as well at the offensive line, just because this NFC East, um, they are just so deep at the, the defensive line. You know, you look at the the Eagles with, you know, Fletcher Cox, Josh Sweat, Javon Hargrave, Brandon Graham, um, you know, and then they add, you know, Jordan Davis. Um, you know, the Washington Commanders have four first-round picks on their defensive line. And then the Giants add Kayvon Thibodeau. They have Leonard Williams, Aziz Ojolari. Um, you know, in, in training camp, you've, you, we've already seen the videos. They have struggled to protect Dak and give him enough time. And, you know, Dak is our most important asset, and we need to make sure that we're protecting him, obviously. You know, like I said, um, Dak had amazing last year um, coming off that horrible ankle injury. So, you know, I'm so happy for him, you know, and I, it's, it's it's hard because now we need him to be that much more amazing with everything going on um, with the supporting cast. Um, as far as him in, in fantasy, um, he could, you know, I think he'd still be like, a, you know, like a top tier quarterback without a doubt. Um, and because he might have to do more, you know, it could help him out a little bit in that sense. But, you know, I just have a hard time seeing this offense be as explosive as it was last year. You know, they traded away Amari Cooper. They let Cedric Wilson go, a very underrated wide receiver. You know, they did bring Michael Gallup back. He has a lot of upside, very young player. Um, you know, but he's going to be missing the first month of the season due to an ankle injury, I believe. Um, they just, they went out and got James Washington, who's not the savior by any means. Um, you know, and he's going to be out now with six to eight months with a broken foot. You know, now Dak is left with CeeDee Lamb, who had a great year last year. Um, and he's going to have to do even more for this offense. Uh, and, you know, I just hope that he's ready to carry the responsibility of being a true number one. Um, an interesting thing is, is that, you know, Juju was kind of in the same situation. I know they're two different players, but Juju was in the same type of situation a couple years ago when they let AB go and he did struggle. Um, you know, do I think CeeDee Lamb can handle the responsibility? Absolutely. I even think that, you know, he could lead the league in receiving this year because of all these guys that are going to be missing here. Um, the next guy that's going to need to step up is Dalton Schultz, too. I know he signed his franchise tag and he's looking for a deal. Um, the, the Cowboys should pay him. Um, and if 
if I was Alton Schultz, I might want to wait till after this year because um, I think he could put up some crazy numbers too. Um, in fantasy, I think he could definitely be a, a top five tight end. Um, and they're also going to need the rookie fourth round pick um, out of Wisconsin, Jake Ferguson, to kind of help out. Um, I'm not sure what he's going to be able to do right away, but, um, you know, if the Cowboys want to run the ball, he's going to need to be available. Um, another rookie that they're going to have to rely on is third-round pick Jalen Tolbert out of uh, South Alabama. Um, this is a guy who has some speed. You know, it's he's going to be asked to do a lot already. And and we'll see, kind of see if he's ready for the task. Um, he's a guy definitely I'm looking at in fantasy. You know, he's probably a guy that you can get really late um, to help you, you know, kind of win some games. Um, just because he's he's going to get a lot of targets by default. You know, I know Noah Brown's on the roster. And I feel like we've been talking about Noah Brown since, like, 2017. That <clears throat> every year he seems to have a great camp, uh, but does nothing in the season. Um, then they have Simi Fioku. Um, he was a fifth-round pick last year. They're going to need him to play as well. Uh, step up as well and then we have another camp legend um, just like Noah Brown and Cavante Turnip Um, he's coming over from I believe the uh, American Football League he's apparently got some really good speed he's been wowing everybody Um, you know I think he could definitely make the roster with all the injuries I'm just not sure if he's going to be able to really make an impact here now last but not least the running back group Uh, I know I've been on Zeke's case a lot you know, the last couple of years, but, you know, um, Zeke's been getting paid like a top NFL running back, um, and he hasn't produced really since his, like, rookie year. You know, every year he seems to struggle in, you know, short yardage situations. He doesn't seem to have that burst. I know we've all seen the hype videos. I, I mean, it looks just looks like he's getting bigger and bigger every year. Like, I don't – he doesn't look like a running back anymore. Um, and I think the injuries are really starting to catch up with him, all the touches and stuff like that. Um, and – you know, for Zeke right now, they need him more than ever. You know, um, there's going to be no more excuses. I really do think this could be a make-or-break year for him. You know, um, uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to feed Zeke because there's not a lot of other people to feed the ball to. Um, another guy, and, and this is the guy I really like and I've been talking about, I feel like, for years now, is Tony Pollard. Yeah, he doesn't have the number of carries Zeke's had over the last couple of years, but, you know, he's made the most – with what he's had and he's been more productive. He has that burst. He has a big play ability. We saw it on special teams last year. And um, I think even this year um, he could possibly be playing slot wide receiver here. Um, I think they're going to need both of these guys on offense on the field at the same time. Um, There's definitely fantasy value for for both of these guys here without a doubt. You know, Zeke's kind of going in the third round. I think that's pretty fair for him. Um, and then Tony Pollard, you can call, probably get him a little bit later. Um, and I think he's going to be, um, you know, super productive this year. Now, looking at the defense, they had some really good moments last year. And then they have some really bad moments. Um, obviously, when you have 26 interceptions, that's great. Um, they led the league. Um, but they also did have the second most penalty yardage as well. So what's the good and bad here is is that, those numbers are going to be hard to repeat. Let's just be honest here. I would love for them to repeat with the number of interceptions. Um, but that's, you know, very unrealistic here. You know, and I think, you know, I'm glad that Dan Quinn is still with the team. I think he's, 
they've done so much over the last two years, you know, especially with what they've the amount of draft capital they put on defense. Um, I would like to see them get a little bit more out of maybe some of these other guys here we're going to talk about. Um, but, you know, starting off with, uh, you know, defensive rookie of the year last year, Michael Parsons, he's only going to get better. I personally, you know, have been saying this um, last year, since last year's, I would just like to keep him as a pass rusher. I mean, he had 13 sacks part-time pretty much, um, you know, but I think they really want him running sideline to sideline. Um, heck, he could even literally play safety if he wanted to. I, you know, I could care less. Um, you know, they this linebacker group they brought back Lane Vanderesh, who had a great rookie year, has struggled to stay healthy. Um, they also recently signed Anthony Barr, which I, I do like. He's going to be able to, I think, come in play for them. You know, allow Michael Parsons to do different things, um, and he does bring some depth and a lot of leadership with his experience. Um, they've drafted a lot of linebackers over the last couple of years. Um, you know, guys like uh, Jabril Cox. Um, last year, Devontae Bond. Um, they also brought drafted this year uh, Devin Harper and Damon Clark, you know, who obviously won't play this year uh, because of the injury. But, you know, the Cowboys have had some success with, you know, being patient um, in that sense. So um, I hope that Jabril Cox can actually step up and have a bigger role this year as well. Uh, the D-line, um, they did lose Randy Gregory. You know, I don't really think that's going to be a huge loss for them. I, I feel like there's enough depth and enough talent here. Uh, but I think it's really going to come down to Demarcus Lawrence here. Um, he's a guy that got paid very well last offseason. Um, only played in seven games last year because of the injury. But we really need him to come back healthy and, uh, you know, really be a menace on that defensive line. Um, because now we have to find somebody else to step up opposite. And there's some options here. Dorrance Armstrong played well last year. He had five sacks, one less sack than Randy Gregory. Um, I think he could have a really good year. Terrell Basham is a guy we signed last year. Um, he can have a role, too, as far as, like, a rotational player. They brought in Deontay Fowler, who I'm not really sure what we're going to get out of him. Uh, but he's familiar with Dan Quinn from his time in Atlanta. Um, and then in the second round, they drafted Sam Williams right now. So um, this is the guy who is super talented, has had some off-the-field issues. I know he's been working really closely with Michael Parsons. So um, hopefully he can find his way um, into a rotation with Chauncey Golston as well. Now, in the middle, as far as the defensive tackle position, um, I would like to see a little bit more. Um, we've drafted six defensive tackles over the last couple of years. I kind of want to see one of these guys really take a big step. Um, I think Neville Galmore has the opportunity to do that. He was a third-round pick uh, a couple years back. And then we also have Oswa. I'm not even trying to say his last name, but he was a second-round pick um, a couple years ago, too. He's now in the starting lineup, which I really like. I think he's an upgrade over Carlos Watkins and Tristan Hill, who, you know, Carlos Watkins has played well at times, um, but you kind of know what you get with him. And then Tristan Hill is a second-round pick back in like 2019 who, um, you know, ha frankly hasn't cut it. And I think he's going to uh, not be on the roster here pretty soon, to be honest. Um, and then Bohana and Ridgeway are some late round picks that hopefully can stay on the roster, develop this rotational uh, defensive line. Um, I think there is potential here at this defensive line. I do. Now, uh, looking at the secondary, um, really not much changes. Obviously, the secondary is going to be led by Trayvon Diggs. Um, hopefully, you know, in this year, he could be a little bit better as far as his technique. Um, 
you know, but it's kind of crazy to think about. We let Myron Jones a, a couple of years ago go, um, and his thing was is he couldn't get those interceptions. And now Trayvon Diggs had the eleven interceptions last year, which is going to be hard to uh, to do again this year. Um, I love the ball skills. Um, you know, I think he's going to be, you know, a really good player here, in, the, in this coming year. Um, you know, and then you have also Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis. They both had three interceptions last year. Um, they're both back. Um, Kelvin Joseph is a second round pick last year that hopefully can stay on the field, stay out of trouble. Um, he's very talented here. You know, um, now looking at the safety group, um, you know, kind of been the mystery for the Cowboys last couple of years. J. Ron Curse played really well last year. Uh, I'm so happy that they brought him back. Um, I think he just kind of gives the Cowboys a guy who can cover tight ends and he gives them a little bit of attitude on defense, you know. Um, Malik Hooker, super talented guy. Hopefully he can stay healthy. Um, and then we also have Donovan Wilson, who's, uh, was a six round pick a couple years ago. Has played very well for the Cowboys here. Um, so, you know, looking at the team outlook going into, uh, 2020, um, the offense is not what it was going to be. It's not what it's going to be. It's not going to be what it was last year. Like, we got to just be honest. There's a lot of missing players, a lot of young talent here. Um, and the defense is still a little bit of a question mark for me. I, I know last year they, you know, it was like Jekyll and Hyde. They had really good moments. And then, you know, next week they had really bad moments. So I'm hoping to find an outlier there somewhere in between. I, I think they're going to be pretty solid for the most part. It's kind of hard to have Micah Parsons and not have, you know, a, a, a decent defense here. So, you know, I just think this NFC East, you know, what the, the Eagles are going to be better. The commanders now with a healthy defense and maybe some better quarterback play. This is a team that won seven games last year with Tyler Heineke, no Chase Young, no uh, Montez Sweat. Um, so they're going to be tough to beat. And then the Giants are really the wild card in this division. You know, they're going to be better on paper. Um, I don't think they're going to be as bad as they were last year. So I think, it's, you know, with them being a little bit more talented on the offensive line and defensive line, that's really where I feel like they're going to be able to take advantage of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, uh, looking at the... Um, you know, the schedule here, the Cowboys really do have a tough schedule here. You know, they start off with the Buccaneers, the Bengals, then they got to go to MetLife. You know, then they have the Commanders, the Rams, the Eagles. It gets a little bit easier with the Lions and the Bears in back-to-back weeks. Uh, but then when they go to the Packers, Vikings, um, you know, those could be tough games for them. And then kind of closing it out towards the end of the year, I, this is where I feel like they could win some games. Um, you know, obviously with – you know, Texans, Jaguars, uh, but then they have to finish it out uh, in the division, and I think they could easily split the series between them. I kind of have the Cowboys right now, you know, kind of in the uh, uh, seven-win seven category, and I do think they're going to be third in the division here. Thank you guys for listening, and please feel free to reach out to me via social media. Uh, my IG is Carlos Gus 17 and Twitter, Carlos Gus. Three.